Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Issues with Wrestling. And after a week off for the Super Bowl, and after a great win for the St. Louis Battlehawks, we are joined this week by two people that used to watch wrestling, but really don't anymore. So this week, we're talking the ballad of the lapsed wrestling fan. So joining me this week, first of all, is a great friend of mine, long time ago, we used to work at a prison together even. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Nathan Norton. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm here, sir. Fantastic. And my next guest is a local photographer who still comes wrestling shows, but doesn't really watch them like he used to, Demarius Jones. Demarius, how are you, buddy? Doing good, sir. Thank you. Okay. So the first thing I have to ask you guys about being lapsed fans is, Nathan, we'll go with you first. What got you into wrestling in the first place? Oh, my gosh. I'm old. Uh, old KPLR when they used to have wrestling at the Chase. Okay. And watching those, that was it. And then what was it, I guess? Uh, what? The mystique of them almost being like superheroes, like in the early 80s. And just watching it. It was just, it was just something to see. It had me hooked from when I was very little. All right, D, same question. What got you into wrestling in the first place? I just remember watching it when I was a kid, um, sitting home and turning in to seeing uh, Ultimate Warrior, Ron Wild, a big character that got me like tuned in, and Hulk okay. Hogan, and all the big, you know, larger-than-life characters when I was a kid. Watching it with my parents, wasting time on the weekends. <laughs> All right, so I guess the next question would be the important one. For we'll go with you first, D. What had you break off? When did you when did you stop watching, and why? I uh, remember when I, I was still a kid, but um, for some reason it stuck in my head. Like you know, as a kid, you think certain things are like are reality, and I noticed when I I remember two wrestlers. Uh, one. Do another one to the ropes and he rebounded. He was running back and the other guy did a drop kick, but he missed by like that much. And the other guy just flailed like he actually took it. And I was like, I don't like this anymore. So I'm still a kid. So it kind of broke my reality. So I just stopped watching for a long time because of that. So really, it was more of the, the cult of kayfabe. Really, you, you could tell you, the curtain was lifted and you're like, eh. I'm, I don't know if I want to watch this when I know it's predetermined. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nathan, same question. What made you stop watching? See, probably, probably advent of social media. Oh, toxic and, as it is. And that and probably the way it changed the industry mm-hmm. is because everything, I mean, even up until like the mid two thousands, it was still something I would watch probably at least once a week. I'd at least watch war I'd watch SmackDown religiously and then just all of a sudden it just seemed like when social media came out the product changed to go along with it and i guess along the same lines at what i don't know the storylines just didn't seem to hold up like they used to of course right, again, so, i could have just old and crotchety so well I'm, I'm gonna ask you this as well uh nathan before we get to the next topic is how much of you getting back into it a little while ago because i remember you watched it when you and i worked together how much of it was the fact that i was so obsessive about it that did help. I think actually probably the last pay-per-view I actually watched all the way through was at your apartment that one time. 
Yeah, you, you've been to my house for WrestleMania before. Yeah, so. I was like, I, that was probably the last time. But it's like, you know, when you have somebody else you can talk to about it, I mean, it's it's a lot better. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I've, I've tried to give it a chance mm-hmm. over like the last couple of years, especially during COVID, because what else are you supposed to do? But it just, it didn't, didn't sink its hook in like it used to. All right. So, I mean, D... I know that you and I work together at, at, at various jobs. We've been friends for a long time, and you all have other friends that are super into this. Have they been an influence on you coming back in and back out, or have you just like, I don't want to watch it? No, I just kind of like ran back into it uh, around the time Jericho arrived in WWE. Okay. Um, but along the way, stories just kind of like flailed out to me. I guess part of growing up, you kind of like certain things just don't pique your interest anymore, especially when it's the same conflict, the same way it's done and everything. But talking about it kept me into it because it's just kind of ridiculous sometimes. It's just a good escape from reality to talk about the ridiculousness of wrestling and okay. what's being shown. And it keeps you entertained to a point. And when I ran into like, someone like you, who's super obsessive. And goes on and on about it. It's good to talk about because it's just it, it's a good distraction, yeah, from reality to talk so, about. So, Nathan, I'll ask you this next: How much has the streaming aspect either brought back or hurt the Laps fan? Like the WWE Network, you can go back and watch anything, or any of the other streaming services. Has that helped or hurt getting those helped. fans back? It has helped me because it has let me go back and watch some of the older stuff that I did enjoy watching, you know, back in, even if it's, you know, from going back, you know, old NWA matches that they have on there, mm-hmm. uh, just older stuff that I can remember, like watching Starcades and stuff that I remember as a little kid that, you know, I, I kind of remember, but going back to watch them is a lot better because, you know, I got to see all the guys in their prime when they're flying around, even as much, I mean, Ric Flair was just amazing back in the day when before, yeah. you know, I mean, you you got him okay in the WWE, but, I mean, it wasn't the same back in the early days when everything else. But, I mean, for me, it's I mean, helped because I could watch. I could watch stuff I remember, like Ricky and Macho Man. Yeah. Like, I could watch that. I could, that's probably one match I could watch on repeat if I wanted to. But has that hurt you from checking out the modern product? Which, like, I'd rather watch this old no, stuff. No, it's than... actually let me. It's, I, it, it's what made me watch. So whenever I do watch anything new, it's because whatever else. But then I watch the new product, and it's like, there are some things that are okay, but it's just like, I don't know, still just not the same. So, I mean, D, same question with the, with the availability of all the old content, does that stop you from checking out the new stuff or no? I wouldn't say that's the reason. Um, the availability of the old stuff definitely helps when people talk about context, yeah. what someone used to do or what this move came from and all this other stuff, the history or whatever. It definitely helps, uh, when someone is talking about different contexts and all that good stuff. So it makes me want to check out things more. But as far as on a regular basis, um, the difference in that is network availability because I'm not really going to go out my way to go to Peacock to yeah. look at paper beats and stuff like that. And I'm the opposite. I, I love Peacock. I can spend all day on the network or on Peacock just scrolling through random matches from the past. So, uh, so I'll ask you this also, D. How often do you check back in? How often do you just give it a glance or like 
text someone in the know and say, hey, what's what happened here? What's this about? Or maybe mania time you check in. How often do you give it a look? I look at the like the the wrestle news on YouTube and stuff like that. And if there's something that comes up that's like a must see, mm -hmm. I may check in with like I got a friend that I used to work with at the flags as well. Uh we're super into it. Uh, when something crazy comes up and then we'll check it out and then we'll just reset to where we are. But it definitely, uh, every once in a while, that's the problem. Because <laughs> I know, like, Nathan, I'll get a text from you every once in a while saying, yes. hey, what's going on on Raw? What is this? What's going on on SmackDown? So how often do you check back in? Probably, I don't know, probably every couple, two, three weeks. Because okay. there's, you know, something... Just I'm to give it a butcher look. her name. Yeah, I mean the the one that has my interest now and probably still has for a while. Oh my gosh, she's the Australian gal with the goth look, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Ripley. She's now she's fun to watch. Yeah, I is. will I will catch up and watch her matches because she is like, you could throw her back twenty years ago. Oh yeah, and she would fit in. Just it's like you know time hadn't even changed for her. I would love to have seen like Rhea Ripley and Bull Nakano. That would have been a fun, yes. fun match. Yes. I mean, if I could get, if I could do that, if I could, you know, I, for her right now, watching anything that she does, I mean, it just piques my interest because she, she reminds me of that old fashioned meal. A lot of people are comparing her to China, which is, uh, yeah, you could throw it back 20 years and she'd be super dominant, just like China. Oh. I, I I think she's a far better wrestler than China. Not to respect to China. I think she's a far better wrestler than China. Oh yes, but yes. I, I I definitely see the comparison for sure. She just she does that heel part, yeah. and it even even seems. And I mean, she's even carrying it through. It's like the old days when you go used to watch matches at the Keel, and they usually have to used to walk past everybody to get to the mm -hmm. cars. Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, Virgil and Ted DiBiase had to walk past me. I don't know. I was probably eleven. And oh my gosh, were they getting wore out by everybody? And they didn't break character. They didn't smile at anybody. I mean, they were just me mugging everybody and getting into the car. And that's the vibe I get from her. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, she's uh, definitely, I, I think, the total package of female wrestling right now. But yes, uh, who knows? Okay, so Labs fans, the social aspect of it, because I know I'm one of the people that watch wrestling alone. I sit in my room and watch it by myself. But like you said, Nate, you've been to my house to watch WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And D, we've been to shows together. So, I mean, how much of the social aspect is it that you would need to come back in? Would you need someone to bring you back in, Nathan? Absolutely. Because it's just watching me by myself. I mean, it's it's okay, but I lose interest after a while. Cause, and you'd, you have, know, you'd have too many questions. Exactly. Because it's like, <laughs> what the hell is this going on? Because I it's like when I watch it now and even still when, you know, it's I just go through and I'm like, uh, okay, no, I'm good. I uh, just it's, it's it's and I don't need to pester you every twenty four seven. Like, what the hell is this? What? Who, what? Who, who is thought this? this angle would work? Uh, well, Vince is partially gone anyway, so who knows? Uh, so, D, same question: How much of the social aspect would you need to come back? I mean, watch with friends that, or that definitely kicks up because uh, I did watch the pay per view before the last. Um, what was it? Uh, Royal Rumble. Or Rumble, yes. Yeah. Uh, at a friend's house because he was hosting a watch party. So, and the only time I really go to a live event is someone invites me or. If you're uh, working. 
Hmm? Or if you're working it. If it I don't know how I'm not doing that kind of security anymore. Well, I'm saying like as a photographer with photography. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when I, when I go to the shows to get, a, get my name out and do all that, the yeah. photography, yeah. or the big pay-per-view, someone says, hey, let's go to this as a group. Absolutely, I'll go, but I'm not going to go just just to go by myself. Yeah. All right. But I kind of along those same lines, and we'll start with you, Dee, on this one. How much is adulting and life get in the way of being a fan of this of this form of entertainment? A lot. Uh, it, but it does depend on the person, but for me, a lot. Uh, there is a lot going on to where this is not even close to priority. Okay. And it's barely secondary. So if it's now, available, I'll watch it. Are there other forms of entertainment that do take priority? Like, are, is there like a sport or a show that, like, is I have to watch this? Or is that just not really a function of adult life? Uh, only if it's time wasting for the next day to come by. Um, but nothing that's straight, that's like, like a hard, I must do. If, yeah. it, if I can do it, I'll do it. If I can't, I can't. Okay. So, I mean, Nate, same question. How much is adulting in life get in the way of watching wrestling? Well, it is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> With everything I have going on, uh-huh. and then it all depends. I mean, just the, the kids have band, or they have choir, or they have to go work a concession stand, or they need to go to work, or they have to do this, or they have to do that. Kids, like, job, grandkids, all of it. Yes, all of it. And it's like, it's so it's usually when I have downtime and I just, you know, I, I, I need something to distract me for a little bit. Right. It's usually about, it's usually when I go to watch it because I'll try to find something or if it's just you know so do you do you see like i asked you is there anything that is for right now for you appointment television i have to watch this it's it's that important i only have one thing and it's because i'm a gigantic uh nerd and i have to watch curse book <laughs> that's the only thing i religiously watch on tv at any time and probably okay. the last only thing i watch but that's I'm... i mean that's it I mean, I really don't even watch television anymore. I'll watch the news, and that's maybe it, and catch a sports ball game. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. In, in this day and age, I think it's the worst for a laps fan because I don't have television anymore. I cut the cord years ago. So if I'm watching wrestling, I'm watching it through some nefarious stream, or I'm watching it if I have it because I do have local TV. I can watch SmackDown mm-hmm. on Fox, and I have Peacock, so I can watch all the pay-per-views. But if I want to watch... Uh, Raw or NXT on USA, I gotta find a stream. So, I mean, how much about the availability of wrestling? And Nathan, we'll start with you on that one. Is is hurting you coming back as a laps fan? Oh, that I mean, just like you said, you can find it anywhere you want. If you if you really want to watch it, mm-hmm. there are ways that you can find it. And that's, I mean, I I'll catch it. Like I said, I'll flip through the channels and I'll see it, and I may give it a few minutes whenever I'm watching it. But it's, I mean. It's not the availability because, I mean, literally, it's like anything else today. Anything you want to watch, if you want to put just a small amount of effort, you can well, find it if you really yeah, want to. Yeah, but you also got to factor in that not everyone is computer illiterate as you or I. So, I mean. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if they, if even still, though, if they if they really want to try to watch it, I mean, I that's I would say if it was 15, 20 years ago, that mm-hmm. would be harder. But, like, today now, even, you know. Friends I mean, you talk can, to yeah. friends for whatever else. I mean, yeah. you, you can, can hook Google, buddy yeah. up. You, you, yeah. you could Google 
you know, exactly. WWE live stream. So, D, do yeah. you think the availability is hurting getting more fans in or old fans in, or is it? Or do you agree with Nathan? It kind of depends. Uh, like, for me, I don't like watching secondhand streams, like with other people's uh, horrible quality or logo or whatever thing going on. It has to be the quality of the show that for me to watch to enjoy it. Kind of like bootleg. I don't like the bootleg aspect of mm-hmm. the thing. But at the same time, uh, it used to be available just on regular network TV. Now it's streaming. You got to go and get it, you know, pay for it and everything. I know there's ways around it, but I don't like playing that game. So that's one aspect for me that's on it now. It might not be for others. It might be other things. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's just a whole variety of things that's maybe keep keep people away from me. That's the aspect. Right? And, uh, on the flip side of that i mean you have fox which is anyone can get with an antenna and you have their biggest show smackdown available so do you think that being on network television d has brought any of those fans back or it no? could i mean that's that's one of the big things that i think it could help is the yeah. fact that you put it on local channel whatever Anyone could just tune in, even accidentally, and be like, "Oh, what's this?" and stick around. Yeah, instead of make people hunt for it, you know, or pay extra premium for or different channels. <laughs> Nathan, what do you think? Do you think being on Fox has brought people back in, or at least? Oh, look? absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I think it has. It still seems foreign to me that it's on a Friday night. That yeah, I don't care what anybody says. It's, it, it just doesn't feel right. It feels icky. Well, it's... that's because you know I'm old and antiquated, so. <laughs> But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think it has because I've, uh, I mean, a couple of my, even my son's friends will sit there and, you know, they'll, they'll talk about it every once in a while. But I think it absolutely has is brought, because just like you said, you don't need anything to watch it. You just need an antenna and that's it. I mean, for people my age, we remember, you know, Friday night being a death slot where nobody watched TV on Friday. You sent shows there to no, die. Oh, no. Unless it was TGIF. TGIF, yeah. 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 Okay. So the little kids that couldn't go out get something to watch. Go yeah. watch. Go watch your boy meets world, Billy. But uh, with the event, advent of DVRs, I don't think that Friday night is a bad time slot. You could be on really anytime mm-hmm. on network TV and be okay. But that's just my opinion. Who knows? So I guess uh, my next topic would be now. Neither of you guys and very few people are as a hardcore fan as I am. So, Nathan, outside of the mainstream, WWE, WCW, did you watch anything? Did you watch ECW? Did you watch random New Japan matches that would get shown or random Mexican matches that would get shown on TV here in the States ever before? You know, you met me and I can show you how to get this stuff. Yes. ECW I used to watch. That was back in the day. Oh, my gosh. I'm old. But, yeah, (laughs) and then anything on... The only re- the only way I could ever watch New Japan matches, well, when I was in South Korea, you could watch them. Yes. And that was the other great thing about being in South Korea back in the mid-90s. You could watch whatever pay-per-view you wanted because they didn't <laughs> care. And it was so hilarious because when they would dub it over into Korean, you could still hear if it was Jerry and Jim or I forget who was doing the uh, commentary back in the day. But it was hilarious because you'd watch it. But yeah, you could watch you know, like New Japan matches because it was still on over the air there. So mm-hmm. I would watch that stuff and was there because it was interesting. Now did that pull it was you, a lot different than ours? Did that pull you in more than the WWE stuff, or was it just something to watch? 
No, I don't say it was. It was probably the same. Okay. Do you think you would want to give New Japan a shot now, or has it been too long? No, no, it's been too long. Okay. It's like anything else. I just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been way too long. They had a pay for you yesterday in the States. I mean, it was really good. All right. So, D, same question. What did you watch outside of WWE? <laughs> Nothing. 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 Um, I was in the bubble. I was one of the people that was in the bubble of Vince McMahon. That's all I knew. And if someone new came over, they would never really announce where they came from or all that kind of stuff. It was just, hey, they, they came out of nowhere or they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it was never, uh, I never researched uh, wrestling and beyond uh, McMahon growing up. And to this day, I kind of just stay in that lane because it's what I know. I, I'm aware of other promotions. It's just that I haven't taken the time unless I, I like hear about it from somebody like you or a couple other friends. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I can see that. So, I mean, would you want to check out other wrestling, or do you just like, eh, we'll see? Probably if a match is mentioned or something like, you have to watch this or that. I'm not the entire show, okay? Unless the show like itself has the whole storyline to it, mm-hmm. maybe, but maybe a match here and there. If uh, if it's recommended highly to me. Now, I mean, you've been to quite a few indie shows working as a photographer over the past year cause since I've been around because you've made me look so good on camera. Uh, compare that experience to either watching or going to a big-time show. What, what's the difference? Is it more fan-friendly? Is it less fan-friendly? Uh, it's kind of hard to engage uh, a, few, a few dozen thousand compared to a few dozen because it's, it's more intimate. Uh, I can actually get ringside, which you can never do with WWE security. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's two totally different things. You can't really compare them. But I do like the passion that the wrestlers have for the business and the fans still have, regardless of, if, of, of the production being almost uh, non-existent. It's just the wrestling wrestlers doing wrestling things and that's keeping it great on the indie side and that that draws me in because i like it that way so nate the appeal of indie wrestling over mainstream wrestling i mean i know you've tried to come to a few shows but again man adulting (laughs) and life gets in the way but life sucks (laughs) i like uh, the more intimate setting to me makes it better Mm -hmm. because you see guys I mean, don't get me wrong, guys who are on the big promotions and everything, you know, they're they're living and breathing it too. But when you got a guy who's got a regular nine to five job and then he comes out on a Friday or Saturday night and does an indie show and mm-hmm. shows the dedication they have, I mean something about that's it's it's a lot I don't know, it, it makes it it makes it better. I mm-hmm. don't know how to how to, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, because they're out there giving you what they can and you know, Monday they're gonna be at work. So, yeah, I'm not trying to play myself up here because, again, just a referee. That's all I am. That's fine. But I've done. Yeah. Shut up. Not a heel. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Whatever. Whatever you say, sir. So anyway, anyway, I've worked Friday morning, gone to a show Friday evening and worked, turned right back around Saturday morning and worked and come and work a show Saturday evening. So it's like by that Saturday evening, I was like, I want to die. <laughs> so I I love the the 
connection of the indie audience. And I think it is a little bit more than than the mainstream. So I, I think you could definitely get more people in the in the door if you said, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is what you can do. And it's up to the promotions to do it. But if they do it, that's we'll what see. That's what like the old house shows used to be back, like in like the mid yes. and like late 80s when you were at the Keel. Because it was honestly a place looked like an armory on the inside. Yes. And you could get as close as you wanted to whatever anybody was. And it was just like, it was, that was a whole different experience now when you get a house show, you know, it's 40 something thousand people still. And it's, well, just, not for a house show, know. but like, like, well, you're, yeah. you're typically TV taping where you've got yes. 12, 13,000 as opposed yeah. to maybe a couple hundred for an indie show, which is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, so the next question I'll ask you is, was there something particularly other than the, the lapse of kayfabe and realizing that things were a bit off that really had you like, was there a, a, a certain channel changing moment where you're like, I'm done with this one moment in particular. Not that I can recall. I just realized that I was too literal when I was watching things and my expectations of it and that's what the cutoff was okay. um, but looking back on it it was it was a really dumb decision to not want to watch it because people weren't actually getting hurt mm-hmm. you know that was just my immature mindset back at being yeah. under 10 years old so I get you played for that but that was no I can't explain anything further than that's why I stopped watching <laughs> because that was a dumb reason to watch it <laughs> You're a kid. So you you kid. You, you make dumb decisions. So, Nate, was there something that made you stop watching? Was the fact that we quit working together that I was bugging you about it? <laughs> no, because I even before we started working together, I wasn't watching it as much as I used to. It was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it, it kind of lost my interest. Yeah, and and it had it for quite a while, and it was yeah. just I don't know. It wasn't just wasn't i don't know it just didn't seem to scratch that itch anymore well i know your oldest son was quite a fan for a long time probably kept you oh yes oh yes you know when somebody else you know you've got somebody else to watch it with so that helps but and that's the social for me myself yeah. yeah but for you know, just I, me i just kind of drift it off you know i love bringing my kid to shows and i'm sure you did as well and you know do you get on that whole oh, kid yes. thing so <laughs> <laughs> no he says he says no all right fine i'll keep my cameras <laughs> <laughs> so has has working these shows as a photographer at all d has it made you appreciate it anymore or do you start is it like work i no, it's not just work because i don't get money out of it um i it, it is definitely just a passion mm-hmm. and then seeing the dedication that these workers have for what they do makes it worth it because they're putting their bodies out there just like the pros mm-hmm. with way less money, way less exposure, and still like getting the job done and taking these risks and they come back for more. Yeah. And it's a great it's great to see that the passion that that's real passion for you, your your business. Actually yeah. your business. So do you get a bit of a dopamine dump whenever someone compliments your picture or like uses your picture as like their profile? Absolutely. Uh, when I, whenever I see when these uh, guys or gals use my picture on their profiles, even if it's for a hot second, yeah, like, yes, that's, that's <laughs> right. great. I may not get the, uh, even if I don't get the credit, Monet, yeah. it's out there. And like, I did that. Yes. 
this guy liked it so much he put it in his damn social media profile. <laughs> so, I mean, Nate, have, did you, as a kid or as a teenager, did you ever entertain the idea of getting into the industry? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I even knew as a kid you could watch it, and I knew, I knew there was no mystery behind it, and I knew what the industry was. But I, there, I couldn't. There was no way I could do what these guys were doing, and that's all that I think is what made me watch it even even when i knew you know it wasn't always on the up and up mm-hmm. especially when kayfabe was broke in what the 2000s i knew well like, yeah it was, i i understand what the industry was and i knew i could never do it and that was kind of the thing watching just watching these guys and just the stuff they did i mean <laughs> going through a steel cage <laughs> all the way down and missing so- a few teeth when you're done now we'll go back to you, Nate, for this one. You're you're not someone who's very intimidated very easily. You know, you're a guy that can stand up for yourself. But does the tribalism of certain wrestling fans, like the gatekeeping, has that hindered you getting back in at all? Or have you seen that from people? I've seen it from people. Yeah. For me, it doesn't really matter. But I have seen it to where it's to where it has affected some people. Like, well, you haven't watched. You don't. You don't understand this, or you know, it, it's not you just can't come in, you know, you have to understand, you know, the history of this, that, and the other. And it's, I have seen it and it has been kind of sad to say, it's like, you, you, you want these new people to come in. You want them to enjoy what's yeah. going on. You do want and, new fans. We, we can't have yes, the same people watching. Exactly. And it's like, come on. It, it's like anything else. If you want it to continue, you have to keep yeah. bringing people in. You can't. Ah, and sometimes it's just, it's frustrating. Okay. So, D, have you experienced any gatekeeping or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. The uh, tribalism on some people who know more than others or whatever is, I don't know what the end goal of that whole thing is because it doesn't help the business. It doesn't help fans. It doesn't help the wrestlers because you're not giving them the exposure by saying, stay away. Like, yeah. you should say, hey, this, this awesome thing happened. Come see it. Not, hey, I know they were in this, 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 and this, and you don't know about that, so go away. It doesn't do anything for, for anybody, mm-hmm. especially social media, uh, which is, I tune a lot of that out because that's easy to do. I can just say that. <laughs> so, to go back to UD for this one, was there ever an element of embarrassment being a wrestling fan that made you step away maybe a little bit more? Like people made fun of you for liking it or if someone said, oh, that fake crap or something like that, was there any of that that maybe made you step away a little bit more? No, uh, I was always awkward anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I still got that. I talked to a good friend of mine two weeks ago about being in a particular, going to a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, yeah, I did that when I was nine. I was like, congratulations, you should do it again. Yeah. Because you know, it's still... It's still fun, especially when you go with your friends. So um, it shouldn't be an embarrassment thing. It's entertainment. It's it's like anything else that you watch on TV and movies or whatever. It's entertainment. Take it as you wish. Either uh, enjoy it or don't go to it. There's nothing to be ashamed about. It. Yeah. So, Nate, same question. If anyone ever give you crap for watching that made you seem to kind of put it down for a minute? or Oh, you like, know very much, yes. <laughs> it's Go like, ahead, tell it, us. It, it, experience has just been like D's. It's like somebody's like, well, you know, it's fake. It's like, what about? So I said, yes, it is redneck soap opera. Don't get me wrong. Every but single it's... every single show you've ever watched is fake. 
Yeah, it's like you watch, it's like you watch, you know, what, Magnum P.I. or Family Matters. You know that's fake. So you're going to, but you're going to give me crap for watching, you know, guys do what they do and gals. And it's like, and and they're just like, well, you know, they're not real athletes. I'm like, are you serious? Have you not spent five seconds watching? Even the product I don't watch today. I mean, I recognize these people probably are the most skilled and athletic than as more than so than anybody probably in history. And oh, yeah. It is fun to watch him. But when somebody just flat out and just goes, well, you know, you know, you can't really hit somebody with, yes, yes, we get that. Yeah. So when people shoot somebody else on TV, are they supposed to be dead too? And, you know, Thanos didn't snap half the universe away. Exactly. Doesn't make that a cool movie. Okay. Yes, and it's like you you have to appreciate it for what it is, and it's like, and I don't get that whole thing of uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, tribal macho. Yes, of you know, well, well, you know, it's not really real because you can't. Yes, yes, I know, but come on now. So I nobody's poo pooing uh, yeah. everything you don't like. Mm. So how how much of that do you think that that still exists? Obviously, in the oh, yes. so, uh, the the fans that love and the fans that hate it both have the same goal to keep people out of it. Yes. So so, which of those is a bigger hindrance? The people that mock it or the fans that want to gatekeep? Which is the bigger problem right now, Nathan? Probably the fans that want to gatekeep because whenever I go and I anything that I try to watch a clip and I'll watch like the comment section, it is some of the toxic <laughs> BS I've ever seen. Because somebody will just ask a question about something, and it's like fifteen people jump down his throat because he doesn't know what's going on, yeah, or whatever else. And but you know, every once in a while, you'll get that light at the end of the tunnel where somebody's like, "Hey, you know, maybe you know you want to watch this, or you know, this is what's going on." But it seems to me it's the tribalism of people wanting to keep people out okay. is what is what the biggest hindrance is to me. Uh, D, same question. I mean, is it is it the outside fans, inside fans, who's keeping people away? It's definitely the uh, tribalism, gatekeeping stuff. Okay. People who mock it, they're easy to, to dismiss. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, but the people who are so into it to where they want people to only like them to be in that same group, it's like, you're not helping anybody's case. Yeah. So mean, why not spread the love of it? If you and, like it, I should not like it. Yeah. Sell, sell it to me. Instead of trying to keep me out of it. Well, I mean, Nathan, and I correct if I'm wrong, but you've said that my fandom is infectious. That you know, when oh I, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I talk so much about it, and I love it so much that I bring people in, and yes. I don't see why other wrestling fans can't be that way. Why you have to be a toxic asshole about I this thing we're all that. supposed to love? No, you're absolutely right. Because, it, I mean, you know, back when we used to work together, you used to get people to watch it that who'd never watched it before, and you know, and they'd come in and do it for else. And I, I don't get that either. It's like why? Ah, it's like baseball today. Yeah, well, old I mean, curmudgeonly people. Don't get me we, wrong. Yeah. I'm not much better, but <laughs> we have we have friends, Nathan and I, that p- people were like, "Go read spoilers for tapings yes. for shows oh. they had never watched before." They're like, "I'm, I'm into this. Like, I know what's going to happen next." It's like a soap opera. It really is, and that's why I love it. So, I guess my next question would be, would be, what would it take, Sorry, Nathan, to get you to become? a weekly watcher again, or at least an occasional watcher again? Uh, more time. <laughs> <laughs> Never like, okay, but like, what would you want to see? Would, would you want to see the superheroes of the 80s? Would you want to see the Attitude Era? Would you want to see something new and different? Oh what would gosh. that be? For me, because 
I would say the Attitude Era. But that could you just yeah? Could you do uh, that now? Probably not. Well, I think you could to a degree. To a degree, but you'd have to tone it back because that's, will... that Wild Wild West of wrestling <laughs> just, just, just yeah just wouldn't fly today. Just look at 2006 DX. They were not 1998 DX. Oh, no, no, no. There was a whole... <laughs> I mean... Uh... <laughs> well, who was it? It wasn't Roddy Piper. Uh... No, but that wasn't the Attitude Area. But that... Imagine... Oh, what was his match? Who was he fighting? Bad CJ? News Brown. Yes. With the Bad hat, News yeah. Brown. You, well, you couldn't, you do, couldn't that. do that. Yeah. Couldn't do so, that. So, D, I'll ask you, what, what would you want to see? Would it be the 80s, the Attitude Era, something something completely different? What would get you back? For me, I think a sprinkle of everything would be okay. good for right now. And then you can narrow it down to this works and that doesn't work or and try something new. But I think if you bring a little bit of something from every era in mm-hmm. as much as you can, uh, I don't know how, don't ask me how, but I think if you try to introduce all that into modern uh, wrestling, people might get nostalgic, they might get interested, and they might want to see what's going to happen next. Uh-oh. So here we got a comment from one of our fans here. Brian says, fans do enjoy live shows. I'm just shooting from WWE to others like PW225. I am an MW and I am willing to say nostalgia only works one show, then not the week after. So let's talk about that. We've seen legends come back, like the Raw 25 a couple years ago, where DX and the members of the NWO pretty much beat up the current roster. So is nostalgia necessarily something that's hurting getting those fans back week to week? They might come watch that one week for all the old stars and not come back. So does nostalgia hurt getting new fans in? Nathan? Uh, yeah, I think it does. But, I mean, it, it, I you could probably – I don't know if it hurts. It probably hurts the current fan base okay. more than it probably does. Now, that is a way to hook somebody who somebody hasn't watched in a while, and that's what they yeah. remember. You could bring somebody else in. But I think if it's for the day-to-day ones, I get it where they would say that that, that hurts because they want to see something – Fresh and new, I guess. Well, you know, I, I will say this as well. You know, you can go to an old school or old timers baseball game or hockey game, like when they had the Winter Classic here in St. Louis. They had the uh, a Blues alumni play. They didn't play the current team, and they didn't beat them. No. So I mean, so so D is nostalgia hurting bringing fans back? I think it could, uh, yeah, because you, the nostalgia thing only is very very limited. Uh, these guys can't go week by week anymore. They mm-hmm. are in one time or a couple times to get a pop and then are gone again. Uh, and that's a letdown for the older fans and it's kind of like, a, what was that to the newer fans? So there's okay. no like, good marriage in between other than a, a quick ratings pop or whatever to get people to watch for a second and then they're gone. Alright, so Brian here has another good point here. He says, more real matches. So would you guys think that having more like 
realistic centric MMA style matches would do good for wrestling or stick or more cartoony over the top matches or even some more ultra violence, hardcore type stuff. What do you think, Nathan? I think if you did, you got to stay away from ultra violence. (laughs) On on regular TV. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, I don't know for the average fan. I think just the escape of knowing, you know, I get you want to make it as realistic as you can, but I don't want to see the UFC whenever I watch well, it. Because when I do watch it, I mean, for me, it's – I like the UFC, don't get me wrong, but not even close or half the roster, even as charismatic as a quarter of the people in the pros or well, in the indie circuit yeah. for that matter. Well, it's like you said, the athleticism right now of pro wrestlers is like it's never been. And that's not knocking the guys in the past. No, It's just that these guys are – the top of the food chain for athletes. Yep. So, so D, what do you, what would you want to see or think you should see? Is it realism? Is it the cartoony nature? What, what would you want to see from wrestling as far as the actual action? Uh, depends on the wrestler because you can't expect now, like people like in a new day, to be in a real match because they're not built for that kind of thing. Well, well that- I mean, I disagree. I think Xavier Woods is quite a damn fine wrestler, and so is. Kofi, but I mean Big E, yeah, you can't really expect him to be in a catch as catch can match. I could see that. Right, and collectively they can't it won't fit all three of them and even if they're in a group. But someone like Walter and Brock and these big guys in realist match would be huge, but this depends on mm-hmm. how, it, it really depends on the talent and what you're how you're trying to sell it. A good mix of everything with what they're trying to do now, I think, is okay. a good way to, to try to approach it. But real matches all the time, no, because you're talking a whole different type of deal now. All right, so here's Brian bringing the heat again with the, with the interaction. Uh, AEW uses uh, matches one after another, very little talking. This works super if the matches are great, counting for something. How about like rounds or playoffs or something? eliminations winner moves on so let's say it's if it's treated like a real sport if there's tournaments we see the king of the ring we see stuff like that with the championships vacant we might see a championship tournament would you want to see like AEW does this all the time with their eliminator tournaments where the winner of the tournament gets a title shot would you want to see more of those tournaments or do you think it's just like that would be overkill nathan that to me is overkill because then you're just playing you're, you're going back to that old song of, of doing king of the rings all over again and yeah, it's like and what are you gonna it's not gonna be hard go look at the dirt sheets you're gonna figure out what's gonna go on it's, it's kind of like it'd be, it'd be like having a royal rumble every month to determine the new challenge yes yes and it's like okay so you can that works when it's once a year and whatever else and something fresh and new i get when they don't want when they just want continuous action because of the, uh, everybody's attention span you want it to go whatever else you don't want to see like the vignettes like we used to watch like 20 years ago Yes. And, you know, or somebody or somebody doing a promo. They don't want that. They want it. Okay, this match is over with, you know, roll into the next one. I, and I get that. But I don't think you could really do, you know, continuously do like some type of, of tourney because it's like, okay, five seconds later at the end of it, they're going to re- go search online. Okay, this wrestler X and wins the tourney. Nathan, Brian agrees. He says, you are right. So I mean, so DJ, I think you agree that that would be just too much, too much realism, too much. 
I understand that a lot of people want want wins and losses to matter. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't always fit the story for a lot of these characters too. Because sometimes they just jump in and just want to fight with win, lose, or draw. But it, you gotta make it. You gotta make it make sense in the long term. So sometimes turning, sometimes not. So you okay. gotta get a mix of it. So I'll tell you, th- th- this was something I saw that that I thought was so bizarre that it would never work, but it was a cool idea. I think I see it once. Um, are you aware, any of you guys, of how like English or European soccer works with the tier systems? Like you can get knocked down and knocked in. Yes. So this person was saying you have the, the roster ranked and the wins and losses matter because they have to be in this tier to challenge for the title. And they can get knocked down all the way to the bottom tier. So it's like, that would be kind of neat, but man, I don't think American fans would dig that very much. No. I don't know how you could do that with people who like their, I'm like D said, it's, it's, it's gotta be, if you're going to do that it would definitely have to be a mix, but you'd still have to keep, you know, some of your stories inside of there okay. that, you know, that, cause that's, that's what it used to hook me is, you know, I'll, you know, hook, line and sinker out of the way. But, you know, <laughs> It, that's what it was. It was like, you know, wrestler X versus wrestler, wrestler Y and why, why they had a beat. All right. So, DLSQ, going back to last week's episode or two weeks ago about the heel and face dynamic, when you were watching, what hooked you more, the heels or the faces? What had you watching? Depends on the story. Uh, the heels were, uh, along with this particular route, uh, the heels were more entertaining because. It was more of a if if something went wrong, there was more to lose. Okay. So recently, it was the heels. Sometimes it can be the faces, depends on who they're going against. But right now, the heels are on a big time momentum swing to where if something goes wrong, big time hell breaking loose kind of thing going on. You know. So Nathan, heels or faces? What got you? What got you in, and what could get you back? Hmm. I don't know. This sh- heel should be on the shirt somewhere. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. But but uh, for me today, watching it when I do watch, it's because of the heels. Because I have to say, I don't know what it is about the baby faces today. They just don't. I don't know. But are there any pure baby faces? There aren't. I don't see any white meat no, baby faces. That, I agree. That's the thing. I don't see any. And it's just the heels. Just like I said, Rhea being at the top of the list for me for anything I watch. Because it's like something if I see a clip, I'll go and I'll find more. Anything that anybody's been a heel. All right, do you, um, do you, or when it was Pat McAfee and um, Austin Theory. Uh, yes. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's like if Ace Ventura was a wrestler, I think that's, yes. <laughs> that's who he would be. So, I, I mean, uh, I I love the heels. I love the faces too, but D, I mean, could, could a white me baby face get you back? Like if there was someone out there avenging for justice, could they like make you watch? Someone calls out the heels uh, point yeah. by point, kind of like when Pat McAfee calls out Baron Corbin all the time. Uh, well, I'm asked Corbin, that, yes. That's a great face move i was like that's fantastic keep doing it yeah but that but, wouldn't that that wouldn't have been a face move in the early 90s or 2000s that would have been a to to call somebody bum ass would have been a complete heel move but that's well, what wrestling we're in now. being a 
plans for like most of his career. This is true. Uh, all right. So just monetarily speaking, how much has the cost of being a wrestling fan kept you away? D? Hard to say because I spent zero dollars being a wrestling fan in the last two years. Um, <laughs> but for, I guess, in, I guess you can tell like live event, premium live events or going to live events, stuff like that. Uh, the cost has definitely gone up, which has kept me away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I really haven't, I really haven't tried solidly to find a way to spend money on it. So I can't really say that. I can't really give you an honest answer right now. Okay. So, Nathan, how much has the monetary effect kept you away outside of the Mine's a lot like D's. I haven't really. Mine hasn't. The attention that I give to it doesn't really go into anything that I would pay money because it's not anything I, you know, really put all that much time into right now. Okay. I mean, except for local shows, I go there to support those guys and I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I buy t shirts every once in a while. Yes. That you really should. Everyone should buy because they are fantastic and they are available right at the link in the comments right there. So... That's a Wait a minute. Doesn't that say heel zebra? No. It says St. Louis's favorite zebra. Thank you very much. Okay. Not a heel. Always fair and impartial. With that big nugget, we know you can call anything right down the middle. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you so much for that. Platypus. What, what did your hat look like again? What, what did it look like? Remind me. Shh. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, sir. Mm. So I guess to close this out, if you had to make a statement, Nathan, to the wrestling industry, to the fans, to whatever, that would be your what they, what they need to do, what they need to do to get you to watch, to get you to come back, what would that statement be? To the fans, it would be don't don't guard it like it's I don't know like, like it's the royal jewels you know let bring people in be more welcoming to the people who haven't watched it before be mm -hmm. more accepting of nobody who's you know that hasn't because there's a lot of people still I know that still shocks me that have never watched wrestling at all ever in their lives okay and it's like. And I don't know, maybe it just doesn't interest them. But for the new ones that I do see, it's like it gets gatekeeped into the industry. It's like, I don't know, the industry almost feels stale. I'm not sure what it needs to move on. I I miss the old Thursday Night Wars and Monday Night Wars from the 90s when it was WCW versus the WWE. I, I wish there was something to push to push the industry to where it was, it was like that because I mean, it was back in the day, man, it was one had to do one up. And I mean, it was neck and neck and one was higher. One was the other one. I just wish there was something to push the promotion. And if there was something like that, probably that, that, you know, made them go back and forth and have to fight for jockeying for provision, I might actually start watching. Again. So, I mean, if you, th if, if impact or ring of honor or even AEW had made a bigger splash, would that have got your attention? Yes, because I even checked out AEW whenever it started, and it—I mean, it, it looked okay. But I mean, ever since I don't know, it's just not. I was hoping they were going to be the challenger. Yeah, and and it just kind of fell flat. All right, so D, what's your statement to the industry, to fans? How do we get you back and Nathan back and everyone back? I think people need to be a little more 
forgiving of things that don't go perfect in the wrestling industry. Um, to piggyback off what Triple R, you know, Triple H said press conference, um, you could do three hours of a good pay-per-view and five five minutes of it go wrong, you never hear, hear the end of it. Um, people who expect perfection every time are never going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to realize that these are humans trying to entertain and do the best they can and to always, if they, they want to call themselves fans, they need to forgive them for a, these missteps. Honest missteps are done either in matches or promos or whatever. And it's the innocent ones, the innocent missteps uh, and continue to promote their interest so others can catch on to that because if you keep saying negative things about this is stupid that's stupid that dumb why should i come along with you on the drive this is only going to push me away away even further so um just be careful about how critical you are about on your favorite or yeah your favorite things things you love because other people just see a snippet of it the criticism and go away okay so I'll ask again. I thought that was last, but I thought of one more question I'll have to ask you guys. The pending sale of WWE and Vince stepping away, coming back, then stepping away again potentially. Does is that going to bring people back in, or is it that just like this? Wait till it's over, this cluster to be done, and then we'll see. So, quick answer, Nathan. Uh, I think we'll have to wait and see. Okay, D. I think Vince needs to step away, and yeah. then people will be brought in because Paul. Triple H is doing a good job. And the product has been better. The product has been better since he took over. Yeah. All right. So I will ask uh, before we go, Nathan, do you have anything you want to plug or socials to throw out? Anything like that? Oh, no. I'm socially an app, sir. I'm okay. Merely well, here ev- to support the greatest heel referee in St. Louis. The greatest referee in St. Louis. Not a heel. Very yeah. impartial. Very impartial. All right. So, yes, Nathan, sir. thank you so much for coming. I will bid you good night, sir. And thank Thanks, you for coming. Sir. And we will see you next time, Nathan. Thanks so much, sir. All right, so D, I know you have something you want to throw out. You have uh, your great photography company. What tell us about that? My favorite what? Your uh, photography company. Oh, uh, out there. I know I got a logo and everything back there, but I'm still working on everything. So I have nothing to plug. I'm just, uh, I just like this logo. Do I throw out the socials for lockdown photography? No, be, no, why? Because nothing's prepared. Okay, well, fine. I have nothing. Uh, pending, nothing upcoming. Everything is on in progress and on hold. Okay. But when I get out there, I'll start doing it again. But right now, there's work, just construction in progress. <laughs> I, right, I do so appreciate the uh, the time. The yeah, but, thanks for coming. But hey, we will certainly be hearing the name Lockdown Photography in the wrestling business and elsewhere very soon. D, thanks so much for coming, man. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate. Right. All right, guys, that was a lot of fun. The Ballad of the Laps Wrestling Fan. And for the next few weeks, who knows what we're going to do? I'm going to keep the topics a surprise. But as always, Issue of the Wrestling is part of the I-70 Sports Media Network, where our passion is our profession. And I'm Christopher Miles, and I have issues with wrestling.